Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life Mr. Sigmund serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo, woo. Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. This is the day I've been telling you that is coming. It is finally here. Yes, you can get your tickets right now to all my live Juicy Scoop shows that are out this fall. Um, I'm very excited. I'm coming to a city near you. I'm coming to a bunch of cities. Okay, these are the cities I'm coming to. So listen up. St. Paul, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, New York, Las Vegas, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, Boston, Philadelphia, and Washington. You need to go to heathermcdonald.net to buy your tickets. Do not Google it and end up spending more than you have to. Go to my website and get the tickets directly from me, heathermcdonald.net. The meet and greets are there for every show, but they are limited. So get it, get on it, get your tickets today. And early listeners to Juicy Scoop will get my artist pre-release. And the code is simple. It's delight. So as always, I have a great show for you. It's not the show I had planned. My show was 75% done because I did an interview with a real housewife on Bravo and planned on sharing that with you guys today. And then the powers that be, I guess the people at Bravo, let her know that she did a big no-no by coming to Juicy Scoop and I can't share it. I never want to get these housewives in trouble. I am annoyed. I wasted half a day. But good news is it's me. So you're going to probably have a better show with just me going through the hot topics. If you want to hear all the juicy scoop of what really happens and why my life sometimes is not such a delight, you can join Patreon because I'll be talking about it there in detail and what went on in the interview that I'll never be able to share with you here on the regular show. So you go to Patreon. How do you get there? HeatherBeekDoll.net. Click on Patreon. It'll be on the Friday show. There's You can listen to all the past Patreons with no ads ever. It's going on four years. If you have not joined Patreon yet, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but you definitely are missing out on a lot. Okay. So Demi Lovato, as Justin Martindale would say, what is it called? Femi Gelato. Remember she had that big problem being annoyed with um, a frozen yogurt person because she felt they were like skinny shaming people or fat shaming them by not calling things skinny instead of low fat. I don't know. The yogurt shop's still in town. Then she said, I am non-binary. Please use they and them when referring to me. Well, she did a a podcast interview yesterday or the day before and said, now I go by she, her again, because um, there was a time when I would walk up to two bathrooms and I didn't really feel like going into the women's and I didn't really feel like going into the men's. I guess she didn't really have to shit that badly. But anyway, so she's like, and then I felt that's when I knew I just don't relate to either sex. Now I feel much more feminine. So today I'm going by she and her. One day I might be full trans and I might be a full woman. Right now I feel like a woman. Okay. 
Now people are very annoyed with this for a lot of reasons. Um, I mean, I just think this isn't great for the people that really do feel this way. Um, but I do, I, I mean, it started to make me think about the whole thing and I'm going to talk about it cause I don't really care. Um, I don't really feel like the they, them thing really took off the way people want it. I do feel a lot of people have complained. It's confusing. Um, I don't think it's a great route to go for the future. I really don't because of exactly this. Um, this I just think this whole pronoun thing, unfortunately, the pendulum is going to swing back and people are not even, are just literally just going to be like, what the hell's your name? Just let me, I feel that too. When I'm doing these stories, because I'm so scared, I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm in my head going, let me just call them Demi. No, now it's her. Let me just call her Demi. Like it's just, and my prediction is this they, them situation, I do not think it's going to be around in three to four years. I just don't. I just think people are going to be respecting each other in another way that does not involve using people's pronouns. That's just my prediction. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I was talking to my son who is a Gen Z or about it. And he's like, do you think there's any grandparents that are go by they, them. Now we know there's trans grandparents, Caitlyn Jenner being one, but what would, would you call them a grand them? My grand them are coming to grand them parents day. I, I don't know. And I said, no, I don't, probably not people that old. I think probably the oldest they, them person might be Shay, uh, Shay Diaz, uh, in a fictional character on, um, what's it called? And just like that. But maybe, maybe uh, Che will go and leave they, them in just like that. I know Bobby Lee, the character who is a comedian, he plays the podcast host. He shared on something that he's definitely coming back to in just like that. So we're going to see more uh, unfunny podcasting and probably more unfunny um, sitcom stuff because she's supposed to get a sitcom. Sorry, they're supposed to get a sitcom. And I don't know, but I, I just, it, this is not being well received. No one's being like, congratulations. We're so happy that you feel like a woman again, I, you know? Um, but she, she has struggled and this could all be part of her, you know, mental struggles. So good luck to her. Um, she's a really talented singer and I hope that Demi continues to sing. Okay. Also divas that are in the news a lot. This whole Beyonce thing, there's about four stories to Beyonce. The first one I saw is that she, um, you know, used the sampling of my milkshake comes all the boys in town and then uh, that song. And then I saw a TikTok where they went through her album and there's about eight songs that people feel, eight of her songs people feel she has sampled from. Now I am not a music expert. So I, I'm assuming you have to pay to sample the music, but it seems like the Keeley girl or whatever from the milkshake song is like really pissed and, and feels somewhat that she took her stuff. Then Beyonce was like, fine, I'm going to take out that tiny sample about the milkshake out of all my songs that are, that I'm able to remove that are streaming. So that happened. Then, um, people called her, said that her her song that uses the word I, and people are like afraid to say it i'll say it the word is spaz um she's like don't be a spaz or whatever 
And they said, that's, you're being an ableist, like you're being a racist because you are not um, accepting of people that are disabled in a way in which the word spaz might be used to refer to a disabled person. Now, Beyonce is 40 years old. She is not Gen Z. I guess she's still a millennial. I don't even know if she might not be a millennial. So that's not that young. And um, I don't know what it was like when she was growing up, but we definitely used the word spaz and we used it like in a lovingly way to like, kind of just like give your friends shit. Like I'd be like, oh my God, Shannon to my sister, stop being such a spaz. <laughs> you're just like, like, you're just like a spaz. Like, like you're just, you know, like not getting the cheerleading moves, right? Whatever. We never used it towards someone that, um, was, in any way, not capable of, I don't even know how to say it. I'm like in my head now going, I can't, you know, very capable, capable, but with special needs. I don't know. We never used it like that. Anyway, you don't fight this shit. Okay. So take the word spaz out. And I guess Lizzo used it too. So take that word, you got to take that word out. And, um, so it's just been like a really busy week for her. And let me see what else has happened. So, I mean, people are picking apart then. Oh, also, you know, you, um, the break my soul song, which is a pretty catchy song. People a couple weeks ago were upset because part of that song was like, go quit your job. Well, they certainly listened to her because a lot of people aren't working, quitting their job, claiming to be sick or not. I don't know. So the beehive is like, they'll never like, not like her, but I don't really think someone like her should tell people to quit their job when she's been successful since she was like 14 years old and, you know, never not been in need to perform or work or whatever. But these people are clueless. So good luck to her. She kind of bugs. I'm all right. I'd be, I've come after me. I'm, I like her music and stuff, but I've never been like, oh my God, it's Beyonce. Like queen. I just haven't been, but like, absolutely. The songs come on. I don't change it. I like it. It's all good. Also, Monica Lewinsky apparently uh, made a tweet. Uh, not apparently, it's a tweet. So she did one that she still is annoyed by a lyric about her Bill Clinton scandal in the in the song Partition, which was many years ago. It was like 2014 or something was that song. Yeah. I looked it up. And um, where she's like a guy's, you know, unbuttoning her and he Monica Lewinsky'd all over my dress. And Monica was like, really? Well, first of all, you should have said he Bill Clinton'd all over my dress. And I have to say, Monica, you're right. Like, you know, like just the action is coming from the guy, not her receiving it. And I do think that's pretty shitty. And I think that definitely people have a different perspective of the whole Monica Lewinsky situation. And I'm glad that she did her movie, the her series, The Impeachment. However, a lot of younger people really did not find that that juicy of a series. Sorry, Ryan Murphy. I mean, I loved it. I talked about it on the show. It like literally got very little buzz. And I just think it's because in this day and age, it's just, I don't think it's that scandalous that a young girl pursued or was pursued, I think it was a mutual pursuing, a powerful older man and had a sexual relationship with him, even though he was president. I just think, and I think it was like dragged out too long for like a young person to keep their interest because they had to watch it each week. They couldn't like binge it. And I just think they're like, yeah, so what? Like my, 
Like I'm screwing my friend's dad right now for a purse. Like, what's the big deal? I don't see what the problem is. You're like, I know you're like, Heather, you're insane. Well, I'm putting a whole show together with you and this is what you get. Um, no, but I remember that in watching the, um, the movie about Tommy Lee and Pamela Lee. My sons were like, after a while, they were just bored by it. They're like, okay, why does she care so much? Who cares that like there's some video of her having sex with her husband? Who cares? Because it's just not very scandalous anymore. Um, okay, Shakira, another diva in trouble. Wow. So, whew, okay, she... She was just spotting, spotted leaving Miami with her son. So that's nice. Um, she's had a nice day on Tuesday. But she is, um, it's it's a lot. She's it, She has been warned by the Spanish prosecutors that she could be jailed for up to eight years if she's found guilty of an alleged $15 million tax fraud. So she's been accused of dodging taxes between 2012 and 2014 while she was living in Barcelona. And apparently like, they, she had a minute to like fight it and she said, or, or accept a plea. And she said, no, but she's confident that her innocence will be proven as the tax fraud case continues. Um, she owes like 14.5 million euros in taxes for those years and an additional 24.5 million in fines plus interest is what she's dealing with right now. And a representative told Good Morning America that Shakira has shown impeccable contact conduct as a taxpayer and was confident that she would be found innocent of any wrongdoing. And she's being cooperative and all this. I mean, I don't know. I always think it's just so weird with these big with these people when it comes to taxes, because obviously you have people around you and and you're just trying to be the artist. And so it's like, do you really just all of a sudden realize that your person never paid your taxes. And now they also are guiding you into how to defend yourself. I mean, I think if I was in that situation, I'd be like, okay, first of all, I don't think I want to deal with the person that I thought was paying my taxes. So you're fired. Goodbye. And then I would hire different attorneys to investigate who is ever handling my finances and go that route and be like, I, I did not know instead of working with a person that's like, oh no, you paid or you didn't pay. I think it's very scary. And um, so obviously she's just doing what her attorneys are saying to do at this point to try to get out of it. But God, I mean, maybe she can just do a documentary like JLo and and let's let's see this. Honestly, this would be more interesting how, how this happens, how a big star doesn't pay taxes for many years and is just like assuming someone's doing it for them and never asking, do I have to sign anything or whatever? I would rather see that as a documentary than someone like sweating and working out and making their kid an egg and, you know, having the hair and makeup people come. Okay. Speaking of another diva. Thank you. So Winona and Ashley Judd, who are sisters, have been excluded from their mother, Naomi Judd's will. So Naomi Judd, unfortunately, um, committed suicide about a month ago and by a gunshot wound and her daughter found her. So that was extremely traumatic. Okay. And I guess she suffered with mental illness for the last few years of her life, which no, 
no person, like none of us knew that. So she was extremely attractive, beautiful woman. And she had her daughters, Winona and Naomi, who I think there's a bit of an age difference between Winona and Naomi, but she had them quite young. She had at least Winona very young. And Winona and Naomi were this mother-daughter country singing duo with red hair and beautiful faces. And I want to say they're only like less than 20 years apart. And they were going around and singing and they were like this country duo and really, really popular. And then Ashley, who is her younger daughter, became a very successful actress. She had movies with Matthew McConaughey and was like a major movie star and was quite vocal in the Harvey Weinstein Me Too situation where she had her own stories and really spoke up and is like quite a, quite an activist for many causes. So they're not included in the will. Everything is left for her, to her husband, who's been her husband for 33 years. However, he is not the father of either Winona or Ashley Judd. What I find interesting about this is, so he was the trustee of the estate. Everything goes to him. And in it, it said, and if he couldn't handle the duties for whatever reason, or if he did pass before she did, his brother, her brother-in-law would be in charge of the estate. Okay, that's where I think it's weird. That's where I think she's in. she was in one of those situations where she was in a very long marriage, 33 years, very long. She entrusted her husband with everything. And maybe this just never came up. Maybe the girls, because they're successful in their own right, never really asked, oh, like, what does your will say, mom? Like, or I would think people do, people really should ask, especially if, they should know like, wait, mom, you know, if something wants to happen, how do you, you know, want to be cared for or not, or pulling the plug or whatever. But maybe money was just something they weren't comfortable talking about. Maybe they they always knew this and they're totally fine with it. But, you know, it is a little disturbing because Winona started the Judds, she and her mother were called the Judds. They started it together. Like when she was like 16, she was like singing and on TV and doing albums with her mom. And then, you know, kind of went off on her own. They've won all these Grammys. They were huge. And so I'm assuming she got a lot of her own money from from that. But it just is a little strange. And I, I don't think there's anything that can be done. This is her husband of 33 years. A lot of people leave everything to their spouse, vice versa. But I think when the spouse is not the parent, the biological parent of your kids, I do think this needs, you need to sit down and kind of figure it out and make sure, or, or if it is your money, but you believe that your spouse might not um, be as generous as you would like in your death, I think that you should then cut some stuff out and be like, no, I want to make sure when I pet, when I'm past that each kid gets something at 25 and gets something at 35. And just so that, you know, they're not super struggling or if they get in a fight with my, my spouse who's living, like, I still want to make sure that no matter what, they have a little something, even though I'm gone. And then especially because if your spouse then goes off and marries someone else, then here your kids are 
and they don't get anything. And then that spouse could get everything and it could all be within just a few years of your death. So I kind of think this is like something really important for people to think about that don't have millions and millions of dollars that aren't famous. But I think the fact that the brother, her brother-in-law, not either one of her daughters or anything would be the second, you know, to take over the control. I think that's where it's a little fishy between her husband and this guy. And the fact that she did suffer from mental illness and why was that? Like, was there anything that that was going on in that relationship that might have been a contributing factor to how she ended her life? I don't know. Crazy. You guys know I travel a lot, usually to get on a plane to see you to do a show. And I have a very hard time deciding what to bring. And I'm going to admit it, I'm an overpacker. That's okay, because this holiday season, Away offers a range of suitcases, bags, and other travel essentials made for different types of travelers, from the overpackers, that's me, to the minimalists, to the travel expert, to everyone in between. With its versatile collection of suitcases, bags, and travel accessories, Away offers the perfect holiday gifts for every traveler. I just got the medium size. That is the perfect size, and it's not too big. It still lets me overpack and come home and be like, "Mm, I didn't wear those things. I don't care because every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help me pack even more and hidden and removable laundry bag that separates my dirty laundry. But what I really love is the four 360 spinner wheels, guaranteeing the smoothest roll even through the most hectic of airports and stations. It really makes the whole experience less exhausting having this great bag. Also, there's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes. So take the product on the road. Live with it. Travel with it. Get lost with it for 100 days. If you decide it's not the bag for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. Okay? No ifs, ends, or buts. This holiday season, gift away at awaytravel.com slash juicy. That's awaytravel.com slash juicy. Okay, now I want to tell you about a juicy crime that involves some weird stuff about a husband and a wife. Just that's why I'm covering it because it's juicy, even though it's sad. Okay, so this American dentist, he was really quite successful. His practice was worth $10 million. He and his wife had been married for 34 years. They had adult kids. And something that they love to do is go on these African safaris and actually hunt and kill these exotic animals that had no business in being shot, but that's what they did. And in this part of Africa, it's allowed. So she was going, she was hoping to add a leopard to her like repertoire of beautiful animals that she shot. Unfortunately though, while she was putting her gun together, according to him to pack and leave their African cabin, the gun went off, shot her in the head and she died. So, you know, he, he says it's an accident. He comes back to the States but they start to investigate um, because there's he collected $4.9 million insurance money and they were suspicious also because he immediately said, I'd like my wife cremated here in Africa. Now, I don't think that's that crazy. Like if I was the defense attorney, I'd be like, yeah, you're in a whole different state. Maybe she was always said her wishes were to be cremated. It's much easier to have her cremated there and then fly home, you know, a whole different other end of the world, fly home to America with an urn 
then deal with all of it and bring your home. And if that is something that you guys had always decided as a couple, okay. But, um, so the part that I haven't really delved into as far as the case is like, why, why in the shooting and everything, why they think that it couldn't have been an accident that they really think that he just, Oh, okay. Well, Annie just cleared it up because she did some research. He said they believe in doing the forensics of the gun that it was more like six and a half feet away, not where she'd be fumbling with it close to her head. So they think that that is why he did it. And the reason they think that he did it, not only just to collect the insurance money, but they found out that he had a girlfriend. And they, he and the girlfriend claim, well, we had, my wife and I had an open marriage and, so she was okay with the fact that I had this girlfriend for the last 15 to 20 years. And the girlfriend lived in a different state. And where so he'd go back and forth between the practice right and his home and be with this girlfriend. And then the girlfriend moved in like almost immediately after he came back from the African safari. So even though I had this open re- relationship, supposedly for 15 to 20 years, like almost longer, like the, they were, he was married to the wife for 34 years. So we're saying on like year around year 15 or 20, he got with this woman. Okay. And they were like, and she was like, Oh, I don't care. As long as you take me hunting, go be with your girlfriend. I find that hard to believe. So she moved in three months after the death of, of the wife. And they've been living together for the last four years while going through this trial And then, of course, he was found guilty, but so was she as an accomplice. And they are fighting this, and they're going to be sentenced on February 1st, 2023. And they could, and he could face a maximum penalty of life in prison or death for the murder and the mail fraud charge of the insurance money up to 20 years. And his girlfriend said that, you know, the girlfriend's going to be, she was convicted too, right? As an accessory, I don't know how much time she's going to get, but um, crazy. I'm sure there'll be a dateline on it. His kids sign an affidavit saying they believe their dad. And, um, but you know, I wonder like, did the kids know about this girlfriend this whole time? So pretty crazy. Now I spoke with you guys and Shannon, my sister, about this other horrible crime that happened in Fiji. And there's a little bit more um, about it. So the story was this couple, they went to Fiji on their honeymoon and the housekeeper came into the room and found the wife beaten to death and he was nowhere to be found. And they found him on another island in which he had taken a kayak from their island. It was like a very, um, like almost like a tiny little resort, only like 12 to 40 people were there that he took his, it took a kayak in the middle of the night and they found him on another island, like having a drink and meeting people. So he has been arrested. Thank God for this. But a couple more things have come out. One was that he was seen flirting and drinking with some other people at the resort, which probably caused a fight. And then also her body, the lacerations on her head were so severe and she was found like between a toilet and the wall, but it was, she was in such bad shape that they couldn't embalm her if they wanted to, because I guess when that's the case, like the embalming can't handle the 
the situation to actually like do that and have that type of a funeral. So just absolutely horrible. Then this other girl came out and said that she was his girlfriend back in 2005 and he did get very jealous. He had pushed her and shoved her and things like that a few times. And so she broke up with him and then he was like not taking no for an answer. So there was that. Also, what I found out from that article is that he was married to somebody else and that divorce was only, um, that divorce was concluded one month before he married this woman. So moving very fast from one wife to another and Obviously, they're going to probably interview that wife, the one that divorced him in 2019. But I mean, I think we know that he is the killer. I mean, in my opinion, I don't think we have to go much further, but it's just absolutely horrible. Also, one last horrible story. So I've talked a little bit, I don't know how much I've talked about it on this show or Patreon, but about Rebecca Grossman. Rebecca Grossman is 58. She's a socialite. Light. She lives in Hidden Hills. She and her husband created the Grossman Burn Center, which is, you know, for burn victims, and they're extremely wealthy. And one night, not even night, it was still daylight, she was zooming down this highway in Westlake, and a mom and her four kids were crossing the street, and her older kids were ahead, and it was a proper crosswalk, and she went well over the speed limit and hit these boys, and then didn't even know that she hit them. Or hit anything because then her car stopped running and the airbag went and she was like talking to her on star or something or she called 911 or something and they're like well you know that there was an accident right there do you think you hit anything she's like well i i know i hit something i don't know what i hit i just don't know why my car won't start or why this so the whole thing is is that her defense is trying to say you know this is it's just a horrible accident that happened. And the prosecutor is saying, we believe that she did this with malice, knowing that if she went this fast at this time in this place, that she has the knowledge that she could injure or kill someone. And we know that because she was pulled over by an officer um, a couple years back for going 92 and, you know, way over the speed limit. And that cop said, you know, going this fast, you could kill somebody. And she said to him, well, I hope you never get burned. Meaning like, maybe we won't help you at the Grossman Burn Center. And it was so disturbing to the officer that he remembered it and and did that in the pretrial. So the judge said, no, I think you are aware. And I do think you need to go on trial for being aware that this could be, you know, a murder charge. So this is going to be a full murder trial, two counts of murder. Um, and she's going to be facing a lot of time if, in fact, she gets convicted. So her defense is going to have to convince the jury that this was just a terrible accident, that this is not murder. And the prosecution is going to say, yes, it is. And, and they're going to be pushing for her to be convicted and do a lot of real time. Part of the other strange part of this story is they did that she was at a restaurant having a drink. Um, the waitress, you know, said, "Yes, I served them. I like a margarita or whatever." When when she was initial, her initial blood was a 0.08. Then her defense tested it 
in Orange County and it came like 0.073, which is not the legal limit. So the alcohol factor really has nothing to do with this. Of course, they're saying, well, at one point it was 0.08. Could it go down when it's in traveling? Could it lose something? So, But they're not even going like the DUI route. They're going like she had malice. She knew by going this fast that she could kill somebody. And the witnesses and everything said that she was almost like drag racing or like, you know, pl- driving with this, this other guy that she had the drinks with, which was this former Dodger. And he's been, you know, questioned and everything. And he, you know, technically was kind of speeding too, but he was not involved in any kind of crash or hitting anybody. But you kind of wonder what was going on with the two of them. Why is she hanging at, why as a married woman, is she hanging out and having drinks with somebody and then being like, Hey, let me chase you back to wherever, where are we going? Like very, oh, just, and just so horrible for the two little boys and of course the family. So that's going to be what I'll be following. Okay. On a happier note, you guys, Dane Cook, the comedian, he's 50. He's engaged to his longtime love, Kelsey Taylor, who's 23. They've been dating for five years. I know you just did the math. That means he met her when he was like 46 or 45 and she was 18. But he just said they've always gotten along. He doesn't care what anybody says. Her family loves him. He loves her family. They get along. You know, it's a beautiful moment for her. And let her have that beautiful moment. They obviously have been together for five years. He's ready for the new chapter. I don't, he's never had kids with anybody else. I don't know that he's ever been married. But it did remind me of the Jerry Seinfeld Shoshana. Jerry Seinfeld, as you know from Seinfeld, when he was 39, he started dating a girl named Shoshana, who was very attractive. She had huge boobs, okay, and dark hair, and she was 18 years old. And I don't know if they met when she was a senior in high school, but like literally they were dating like the summer, like for there for four years they dated. Like, I don't know if she was going to like the tapings of these shows or what, but people thought it was weird, but not, but no one really cared. It was like, he, he had the most popular show ever. He was such a likable guy. And even though he's 39, he always came off a lot younger in the show you know, he had this apartment, he was a stand-up, like you were like shocked to hear he was 39. Even now, how old is Jerry Seinfeld? He's like 65 or something. He still looks really young. He's just has a young way about him. But still, and he said, Shoshana is not an age. She's just someone, he's 68 today. I think he, and I think he looks more like he's like 55. He just looks younger and he's, you know, yeah, he looks about like 55, 60 max. Anyway, Shoshana and he broke up when she was 22. I've said, look her up. All we could find out is that I was like, I bet she's a fashion designer, married well, living in the Hamptons. She was a fashion designer. I don't know if she's still doing it. I don't know if she ever got married or have kids. That's a documentary I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to have her on Juicy Scoop. I'd like to ask her what that was like. I definitely think that that with girls that are 18 can intellectually be hanging with people that are 20 years older than them. I mean, and can have conversations. And I I think there are old souls. I mean, there's people that go to medical school when they're 15 because they're so smart. So I'm not, it's not that, but I do think it's kind of interesting that your first relationship is not only someone who's 39, but like the biggest comedian in the world with the hottest show 
And I can't blame her for being like, yeah, I'd rather date Jerry Seinfeld than the, you know, than the guy that just pledged Kappa Sig or whatever in, at, in college. So like, I can see why this was her life and I can see why her parents were like, it's okay. I mean, they can't say anything anyway, because she's 18, but I find the age difference thing just so fascinating. And I'm not saying it can't work. I just find it like interesting in the long term. Cause I think everyone can have a good time and everyone can, cause I've, I've been on dates when I was 21 with someone who was like in their early forties. And I was like, I am so mature. I could totally hang. I love the fancy dinners. I love being taken out. I love that the staff is opening the door for me. I love it. But when you really think about your whole life, which you can't think about when you're that young, because you're just like enjoying it so much, but it is, it is a different dynamic. So in another dynamic, which I thought was interesting is this story that came out in Daily Mail just a couple days ago. So Lisa Vanderpump, she revealed on her show and she revealed to me when either I was on her podcast or she was on mine, that when she met Ken Todd, her husband, she was 21 and he was like in his late 30s and he was already quite successful and had clubs and things. And he had full custody of his son that he had at like very young. And his son is 19 with his wife at the time named Pamela. He had this son, Warren, and Warren was 15. So she goes, so here I'm marrying Ken and my stepson is, you know, just 15 years old. But we got along great and he was a great father and everything. She then reveals she has a friend who's also an actress model and she's a Bond girl and her name is Sue. And she um, starts dating Warren, but Sue is Lisa Vanderpump's friend. And like, I think Warren at that time was then over 18, but it was, it's a huge age difference. He, let me see the age difference. Cause right now he's 52 and she's 68. So what is that? So right now, he's 52, Warren, Todd, and his wife, because he ended up marrying her, is 68. And they had a child that was similar in the age to Lisa Vanderpump's son, Max. And once they got married, though, they were like a little freaked out by the 16-year age difference. Once they got married, they were like, they have a lovely life together. I mean, she's, she's gorgeous. But as they aged, like... If you look at photos, it looks like, wait, is that his mom? Is that, that she does look older than him, even though she's like fit and beautiful. Anyway, they broke up. And apparently, according to the Daily Mail, he is now with this girl who's 32 and pregnant. So a pretty devastating, I think, for her. But I don't know, maybe she's like over, you know, over him, but that is, you never, you rarely hear it, you know, with, um, that age difference going the opposite way. And I mean, she was, you know, able to have a child with him and they seem to be really happy for a really long time. They were married for 32 years, but he's only 52. I mean, he can have a whole nother life with this girl who's 32 and he's very successful. He's very wealthy, um, developer in, in England. So, um, 
I don't know. I don't know if we'll see any of this on Vanderpump or if we'll hear anything more about it. I'm sure they're not thrilled at like Daily Mail and I'm talking about it, but I just find the whole thing really interesting. And it doesn't mean that like you're going to break up because all of a sudden you're 68 and you're like, you know, not hot the sack. People cheat no matter what age or how your spouse looks. It has nothing to do with it. But it's just interesting that a guy has a whole can have a whole nother life. Like he was living a life way beyond his years when he was young with this woman, with a mature woman. And now he's going to have like a whole nother life with like a new baby and a 32 year old girlfriend. So pretty juicy on that. Um, Oh, speaking of Vanderpump. So Lala is, was photographed with a 50 cent, otherwise known as Curtis. And of course, that is funny, Lala Kent, because there was that whole scandal that happened between Randall, her ex, and 50, which she called 40, like a spell check on a on a um, text messaging fight that they got, and that he, that 50 Cent then like posted and everything, and he's like, I want 50 Cent, said Randall owed him money for a project that they did together. And then uh, there's times where she's, you know, like, she kind of got involved and he said bad things about her. That's when she had like Randall's back. Well, now of course she and Randall are completely done and she was photographed with him. Now, I don't know if they're dating or anything. I did text her and I said, please tell Curtis. I said, hi, he will know who I am. Um, because I went on tour when I was opening for Chelsea when they dated very briefly. Anyway, he was always a delight and, uh, we'll see what happens, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they dated for a little bit. Okay. So speaking of Real Housewife news, um, so Leah McSweeney is in the, we're doing the um, ultimate girls trip in Thailand. And it's like kind of a mixed match. It's, it's, it's just people that are all currently on shows or we don't know if they're being asked back, but it's like, She's there. Leah is the one from New York that was wild when she was drinking then and throwing tiki torches and screaming. Then last year she was sober and becoming Jewish. And now she's in Thailand and apparently throwing elephant dong at another housewife. And she got kicked out of Thailand indefinitely. That was just a rumor that that got out there. She has said, no, that's not true. And if it was, how iconic would it be if I actually like picked up elephant dong and threw it, dung. but dong or dung? dung. Dong is like, His dick. Oh, whatever. <laughs> elephant shit. But I didn't. I totally thought it was true. Cause I imagined it more like she took more. No, I don't think she grabbed it with her hands, but I almost thought she took like a shovel and like chucked it at someone and maybe it wasn't even like right at their face. Maybe it was like towards their feet and they were doing something weird with elephants. I don't know. But you know what? She did. She was sent home. So we don't know why she was sent home. I think if she's adamantly denying it, I don't, I believe that it didn't happen because I don't, I think you would just not address it or try to figure it out with Bravo. How are we going to spin this thing? But it just, it gives me just like a gross feeling about the whole thing. Like, Ugh. It just is weird when I think about how like now that what the housewives used to be is like, show us your life and your wealth and everything. And now with these ultimate girls things, it's like, get fucking drunk, 
Fight with people that you really have no history with. You only got eight days to do it. You better make a bang because if you make a bang, you might get asked back and get to get that big paycheck. And I, I understand, but I almost like feels like when did Housewives become like WWE wrestling? Like we're like, you, you're, they're literally going in the season and they're like, okay, I'm probably going to have to fight with her and then I'm going to fight with her, but then I'll make up and then we'll be cool by BravoCon and then hopefully by the reunion, like... It just feels like, I don't know. And and then, but then if you don't do that, then people are like, you're boring. We don't want to hear about your journey setting, transitioning your mom into uh, assisted living. Where you're boring, have a storyline. So then you have to like chuck a drink at someone. I don't know. I mean, look, I'm still watching and I've told you I've lost interest. I, you know, I watched, I tried to watch Dubai and it was the Caroline Stansbury uh, wedding. The only interesting thing about that is that she's marrying this guy who's very young. He's 27 and she's like 47. And he is good looking. I don't know where he gets his money. I don't know where she gets her money. I don't know how they're this wealthy. I guess from her ex-husband or because she gets she's an influencer. I really don't get it. But she's like a real bitch. And she says she's a bitch because she went to boarding school. But so she, um, this guy's cute and everything. And he's like so excited, so in love with her. Just like... I didn't want to get married anyway. I didn't want to get married. And, and so he really wants to have a child with her and she's already given birth to three. And her friend says, well, I hope you know that, you know, Caroline had a very difficult birth when she gave birth to the twins 12 years ago. And the doctor says she should never carry another baby. And he's like, well, that's because there were two and there wasn't enough room for them. And the girl's like, um, no, that's not why it was a difficult pregnancy. And he goes, well, what we'll do is we'll put the um, embryo in her. And then if it, is a, if it isn't working out, we'll put it in Caroline. And if it isn't working out, then we'll take it out and then we'll put it in a surrogate. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. And he goes, oh, it doesn't? They're like, no, you can't take the baby out of a human while it's like half growing, like, like if you were making like a cake and it's like not working out and you're like, oh my God, let me switch it from my tiny oven to my big oven and try to fucking save it. It's, I don't even know if you could do that with cake, but you definitely cannot do it with like a half cooked embryo. So, I mean, I'm just saying when you marry someone that is extremely younger than you. You might want to just like have a little checklist of questions just to make sure that they like <laughs> have some intelligence or have the checklist leaf before you put them on a reality show, unless you want the world like, and me to think they're like really fucking dumb anyway. Um, so we'll see what's going on with that. But also in Miami now, the Dr. Boob Man, or whatever he calls his name, he was married to this girl, Lisa. This is in Miami. For those of you not totally up on it, Miami was on like eight years ago, and it just came back now. And she was on both. Um, she, she, this, she was a regular. She was on the old one, and then they brought her back. She's very pretty. She's very tiny. A lot of plastic surgery, sometimes too much. She's 40. He's like 56. They have two kids, seven and two. And they're very wealthy. He's a very popular plastic surgeon. And in this past season, she was revealing that he had an emotional affair with someone. 
and he's super not into the filming, which sometimes when the guys look uninterested in their wife, I'm like, it is editing. It could just be like he's not into the cameras. It could just, it could be that he like had, was working all day and now he has to go to this dinner to talk about some bullshit that they want you to talk about. And he's not an actor. And so I was like, eh, you know, but part of, but then she kind of broke down at the reunion that like they are having struggles. Well, then it came out that he has a girlfriend and he filed for divorce. The girlfriend is this gorgeous brunette girl. I don't even think she's like 26 or something. She's stunning. In fact, Spencer Pratt like knows her. And I remember when this first came out, he like DM'd her and I was like, maybe she can come on the show. In the meantime, she's having the time of her life um, going around Europe. She's with the doctor and they're separated. And he wants Lisa, his ex-wife to be to get out of their $52 million mansion where she's living with the kids because he says there's a prenup in there that says, um, if we were to break up, she, uh, both of us leave the marital home or like she had, no, it's that she has to leave the marital home and I'll find her something sufficient. He's like, I found her a very nice place for 3 million. Well, you go from 52 to 3 million. I'm assuming that 3 million is not going to be the 3 million that you could get in other States. Okay. So she's staying there and she's supposed to get a budget of a certain amount that she can spend. She's exceeding it. He's telling the press she's exceeding it. She's taking her friends out for a $3,000 dinner. She's buying jewelry to the point where then my card um, had no credit left on it. And here I am in Europe with my girlfriend. I mean, what a bitch. Can we just get divorced? Having a wife and a girlfriend is just too much work. And then meanwhile, the girlfriend is tried to, or maybe she succeeded, filed a restraining order against Lisa because she said Lisa is harassing her and bullying her and doing fake um, accounts or whatever to harass her online. I mean, it's all, I think she, Lisa is playing the game that she has to play to get as much out of him as she can, torture him at the same time, um, and have a good time, go out with your friends. And then also like be the badass reality star that will get you a couple more years on the show and keep the show going. Because if this prenup does not really give her the, the money that she was having when she was living with him, which is what it sounds like, then she's got to make it on her own. So if she just went away easily and was like doing her interviews and was like, well, yeah, we just no longer are in love, but we're going to co-parent. We're best of friends. No, she's pissed. She's fucking pissed. And, you know, and it must be really hard when you're 40 and you've been starving your whole life because she's very tiny and to look beautiful and you've gotten injections and everything to look the best that you possibly can look. And this girl comes along. And even though your husband was 16 years older than you, just like the lady and and uh, Ken Todd and Lisa Vanderpump's son, 16 years age difference. She probably thought, I'm marrying a guy 16 years older than I, that I am. I'm always going to be the hotter, sexier one. He's always going to be not that great looking, even with all the plastic surgery. I'm always going to be thinner and hotter and everything. And then he's the one who dumps you and he gets someone like significantly younger and super beautiful. It's just got to be... So that's what's going on in Miami. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, okay. A little bit on the Amber Rose, latest on Johnny Depp and stuff. There's a little, few little weird things that have come up. I'm seeing all these little articles coming up. One is Amber Heard sold her place in the desert for um, like a million something, but she's, you know, we don't know what's going on with paying the 8 million. And also there's all these unsealed documents that, um, the newly unsealed documents that are coming out that of things that they didn't allow in the, the trial that are true. One is she said, Amber says that uh, Johnny had erectile dysfunction and that's probably what caused his anger issues. He, in these documents, he had said she was at one time a stripper and worked at a, as an escort. Um, also there's, these are all these little things I'm seeing pop up. Also there's some, um, testimony or some account of someone saying that Whitney, her sister, uh, Amber's sister did say that Amber in fact did slice Johnny's finger. She told a friend that, that all these little things, I guess, cause that was hearsay did not get in the trial, but now people can find it and read it. So I don't know what's going on with that. Also con- this is kind of, um, interesting, but Travis Scott has landed a Road to Utopia is the name of, I guess, his new concert in Las Vegas. And it's like at a nightclub. And I think it's seven dates. So it's not like he's at Caesar's Palace for three months. But and the night and like, I think the nightclub might be like a standalone nightclub. I don't know if it's actually like within a casino. But I mean, it's only been one year since Astroworld. And so people are kind of like, is this too soon to be performing live? Or is this, you know, a good way to do it? Because it's like you're maybe in a more controlled, smaller situation than Astroworld. I don't know. But I just think if I was one of the victims or knew, you know, because there's there's the people that that passed and then there's all the other people that were hurt and traumatized and there's like two 2500 lawsuits or something currently happening with all these people that felt that they were victimized at the concert so it's like i don't know i mean i guess you know he's do he he's making the dis- these decisions with enough people that say go do it i mean there's kind of been this whole movement like where people just aren't really getting canceled for these things. I mean, I felt like there was this big thing of like everyone getting canceled. Now it's like enough time happens and people can still work. Enough people want to give you business. You can still work. Leah Michelle is back and she got canceled for just like being a bitch. Like just people saying she was a bitch on set. So like, yeah, she's going to work. This people could go back and forth about was it his fault? Was it the venue's fault? Anyway, um, I mean, I guess we'll see Stormy in those headphones, um, listening to the music at the nightclub. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So Brittany did it again. I, I really didn't want to get into it. I want to get into her more. There's so much. It's like, uh, supposedly there's a book done. It's not done. There's a reason it's not coming out. There's not enough paper. She's writing crazy shit. I don't, I really don't know what's going on. It's a lot to follow. I feel like you guys have lost interest, but this one has been brought to my attention. Page six, put it out there. I went to her uh, Instagram and she took it down, but she posted a photo of a pretty ornate looking uh, Catholic church with a couple hugging, like a photo taken from a long way, like a couple that just got married and wedding gown. 
And um, I cannot tell you what church it is. I don't recognize it. But I assume it's one that's maybe out towards the Westlake Thousand Oaks area. I'm not sure. Because she said, I used to go to this church before COVID. And I wanted to get married there. And they said, it's closed because of COVID. And then when I reached out to get married to get married there again, they said, no, that you have to be Catholic. What? And I'm like, this is the way she's writing it. Like, and that I had to take some test. What? Uh. Um, you know, I thought church was open to everybody. Well, according to page six, she did not get the love that she's used to getting because people were like, it's a church. It's not just a venue. It's not the four seasons. You know, it's a church. It's religion. And one of the spouses normally, not normally, I'm Catholic. I know one of you has to be Catholic. Then you have to go and you have to go through a process and you have to, first of all, you have to make sure that there's a date available and they're going to give it to parish members first, not someone that just came off the street. And then through that, you get counseled, you do a little like test about each other. You spend a day either at a weekend, uh, you do a weekend retreat or a day and they, it's a big, it's like a big deal getting married in the church. And that's why a lot of people that aren't really religious don't bother doing it anymore, but they're not just going to let like any random person do it because you've got $400. Cause that's literally how much it costs. It does not cost much to get married. At least that's what it cost for me. It was maybe it's a little bit more now, but like, it's not, it's not a money-making thing. It's like a religious thing. And then they would hope that you would like be part of the parish forever and maybe send your kids to that school, whatever. But even if you don't, it's okay. But you got to show that you were baptized in the church. At least one of you has to have been. And um, so anyway, she got a lot of shit for that. And so she took it down. And nobody knows what's going on. There's so many conspiracy theories. Is Sam really behind this? Are they really married at all? You know, she's like, can you believe I was married? I... I know. I think I'm just getting tired of it. I mean, she's still spinning around. The brown pumps are still there. The horrible outfits. Nobody knows where she is. They're like, I think she's at the Four Seasons in Westlake. There's sluice doing it. But even the sluice and like the super fans are just, I think even they're getting a little tired of it and a little like over it. So, I mean, the only thing more annoying than this was the Jojo Siwa, Candace. What's her name? Candace Cameron Bure. So JoJo was bored one day and did a TikTok about who who was the shittiest celebrity to you. Well, a lot of people do these, which is like why I'm paranoid to step outside. A lot of a lot of people do this about who I serve coffee to, about like valets are doing it. This person, ten out of ten. This person was a delight. This person was a dick. This person didn't tip me that well. This person didn't like the pasta. Whatever. So she does it who uh, for celebrities. And she says, the meanest one was Candace. I was on the red carpet and, um, and I was really excited because I was 11 and it was like my first red carpet. And I saw her and I was like such a huge fan. And I went to like take a photo with her and she was like, not now. And it just really made me feel terrible. And I thought she was rude or whatever. Candace gets a hold of it. Candace does a video. And it's like, oh my gosh, Jojo, I, I don't, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't know if she says she remembered and it didn't, but she's like profusely apologized. I can imagine how that would have hurt you. I have children too. And so sorry. And whatever. Then Jojo says they talked on the phone and like, 
It's fine. Then Candace's daughter gets involved and is like, actually, you didn't say everything that happened on the, on the um, phone call, JoJo. Then JoJo's mom is like, I mean, it's literally like a fight on like a block, but between like TikTok and then JoJo's mom is like, really, Candace, you know, you, you were a rude bitch and you, you know, didn't, you can't just do like a Bible quote and think that it matters and da da da. So now like JoJo's mom is all, you know, about it. And then meanwhile, Hillary Duff's husband out of nowhere like did a side-by-side video making fun of Candace who had like kind of like 4th of July type of decorations and she was singing Born in the USA. And then people were like, why is Hillary Duff's husband, and that's how he's described Hillary Duff's husband, kidding involved. It's like, my God, is this the is this the thirstiest summer? Is this the worst drought that we've ever experienced? Like this is just too much. Listen, there are going to be times, people, that you might feel like you've been snubbed. It, it could happen. And chances are the person didn't re- was not intentionally snubbing you. And maybe they really were busy. And maybe there wasn't time for her to take a photo with a kid because she already did. Another, this has just recently happened to Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, he's in a lot of trouble. There is, now you've heard about the Sesame Street situation. If you haven't, I'll tell you. There was some Sesame Street characters out and someone was filming them. And, you know, I can't imagine probably like 120 degrees in there. And some kid making, you know, minimum wage has the Sesame Street outfit on. And he's supposed to like wave and shake hands and stuff. And the video does look like he like is kind of like ignoring this little girl and she's a little black girl and he ignores her and, and then moves on and like takes his break. And other people are saying, I think with the big hat on these, these like mascot characters, it's kind of hard to see people peripherally and like, you know, like it's hard to see them out of the side of your eye. No, other people are like, no, it is intentional. And they show the videos. Anyway, they're suing the one of the girls that's not even uh, filmed, they got attorney and they said, we remember being snubbed by a a Sesame Street person and they're suing for $25 million. The little girl said to her dad since that day, like she can't. Anyway, they're suing for 25 million. Then to jump on that bandwagon, there's a video of Chuck E. Cheese coming out at Chuck E. Cheese. And he's got the big Chuck E. Cheese head he comes out and he's like high-fiving people and the little girl like puts up her hand and anyway, he's like this and he misses the little girl and she too is a little cute black girl. So that woman is put it out on social media and then Chuck E. Cheese, she made the manager aware of it. The Chuck E. Cheese character comes out, takes a photo with the little girl, but she's like too late you only did that because I pointed it out. You clearly, Chuck E. Cheese and all the Chuck E. Cheeses, you know, are racist. Or they could have just, or it could have been Candace. Candace could have been doing, um, <laughs> could have been working at Chuck E. Cheese. And she just did not feel like being nice to that little girl that day. Just like she didn't feel like being nice to JoJo. Like she was done. She was ready to go to her break. She'd done the red carpet. Chuck E. Cheese had like touched enough kids' hands. I don't know, but 
I mean, come on, you guys. This is like, just, why do you want, like, first of all, I always feel so bad for those mascot people. I mean, it's so hot. They're, they're, they're not people. It's not a huge high train job. I don't know how much training they got. I don't know if it was really, if they're just like dumb kids. And like, it, it looked like he was like also knocking over kids. I'm sorry your child went through that, but I'm sure they'll settle and you'll get something. So good luck to you. Everybody, go to heathermcdonald.net. A little warning. If it is, no, I'll say, hold on. I don't want to say that. I'm just going to say, okay. Everybody, go to heathermcdonald.net. I have a very special Patreon coming out because there's a lot that's happened that I couldn't share here. Also, heathermcdonald.net is where you're going to get all your tickets to all the cities that I mentioned before. You can get it right now. Get your tickets, get the few meet and greets that are available, make a weekend out of it. These are live juicy scoops. I'm doing a live juicy scoop show. It's different than the stand-up. I'm having special guests for every single show, which I will announce next week. But go to the city and the date that works for you. You will not be disappointed. It will all sell out. I know this. Limited shows, limited tickets. Thank you. <laughs>